You're listening to episode six, getting out of a rut. This is a topic I've wanted to talk about for a while. I've also recently just gotten myself out of a little rut. So I think it's a perfect timing for that. Um, I also saw something on Twitter this week and I l- I'm so interested in posts like this because I think we've been fed these ideas all of our lives. And it went along the lines of, if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to be in the 1%, here are the things you need to do. Wake up at 4 a.m. Write for 60 minutes a day. Walk 10,000 steps daily. Drink 400 pounds of water. Eat kale for every meal. You know what I mean? Um, they can get really extreme, but they're being serious. A lot of times, like that was a very serious post I read. I, I exaggerated toward the end, but I think we're so conditioned to seeing if you want to be successful, you have to go to the extremes. And if you're like me, when I see or read stuff like that, I just get overwhelmed because I am never going to be able to walk 10,000 steps a day, every day. I am never going to be able to wake up at 4 a.m. Okay. And I know I shouldn't say absolutes. I shouldn't say never. Um, Truthfully, I don't want to. If I'm waking up at 4 a.m. every single day, uh, I, I will be very shocked at myself. That would be a very different season in my life. However, the point is a lot of us look at these extremes and we get overwhelmed at even the thought of it and we convince ourselves, okay, well, crap, I'm not going to be like that person. Therefore, I must be not good enough or I not able to have success, but that's not the truth. I appreciate that. And I know the point is if you want to be great or successful, yeah, sure. You have to do what other people are not doing. You do have to work hard, of course, but some of these unrealistic uh, activities and steps that you must take, it can just feels way too overpowering and then leave you feeling like it's not even worth trying. Um, so I am very much the kind of person, if you were able to wake up at 4am every day, journal, work out, drink all the water that you need to be a perfect robot of a human, freaking great. You are such a superhero and I am sure it may or may not be working out great for you, but I'm sure, you know, you've gotten some benefits from that. But at the same time, if you are a person that wakes up at 6.30 or wakes up at 8 a.m. and still plans your day and does the right steps to get the success or get to the goal that you have in mind for yourself, also freaking great. So anyways, I wanted to just talk about that for a minute because as you can see, I'm a little bit passionate. I'm maybe jealous in a way of people that can take 10,000 steps a day. Um, I've seen those desks where you have a standing desk and then you have one of those treadmills underneath. And I think if I had that, it would be possible. But to be honest, I I even am an avid walker. I love to walk on an incline as some of my main exercise. I also love going outside on walks. And a lot of times the maximum that I will do is maybe three miles at max. Um, I think for walkable cities, if you're in a walkable city, that's much more achievable. But unfortunately, I am in Los Angeles and I have a car everywhere I go. And it's it's just not the case. It's not the case for everyone. So anyway, that's my beginning of the episode rant. So for this episode, I want to talk about 
why rants happen, uh, excuse me, why ruts happen, why we get in a rut, <laughs> not a rant. I will rant about why we get in a rant and how to get out of them. So I want you to walk away from this feeling like you understand what's going on with yourself, getting an idea of how they form for yourself in particular, and then also how to get out of them faster. Because as the name goes, ruts are a place where we are stuck. We are in this state or this pattern or behaviors that are dull or not productive and where we feel like we're not being our best selves. So for the most of us, when you get into a rut, it's not a great thing. We don't look at them and think, oh yeah, I'm in a rut this weekend. So I I won't be able to talk to anybody or do anything productive. No, it's kind of an internal battle where you're like, yeah, I'm in a rut and I don't know what to do. I feel stuck. I feel isolated. I feel unsure, unconfident. There's so many things that stem around being in a rut. And I think that's why it's important to have conversations about it and talk about it. That way we don't have to give it so much pressure, so much uh, beating up of ourselves when we do become in a rut. For me, I will notice it when I am in a rut, I'll start becoming a little bit more tired. I feel less motivated. I'll start to get worse sleep. Honestly, I start having more self-deprecating thoughts. I start to doubt myself. I honestly, I just feel this sense of confusion. I feel like I don't have direction in my life. And obviously I'm kind of exaggerating on some of the thoughts, but these are some of the characteristics that you might also feel when you're in a rut. Basically, you feel stuck. You're unsure. And ultimately, when you start having these thoughts, it turns into feelings. It turns into how you project yourself in the world. And I can say when I'm in a rut, I just don't feel like my best self in any aspect of my life. I don't feel like I'm showing up to work in my best self. I don't feel like I'm getting the things done in my week that I want to do. And it's basically like, yeah, you're stuck, but it's slowly like sinking in, getting worse and worse and worse and worse if you don't catch it. So why do we get into a rut in the first place? Um, It can happen for a lot of reasons. Sometimes it can just be that you're going day in and day out without any kind of spontaneity or change or even in any particular action. And all of a sudden, boom, you're in a rut. I want to point out, I don't think being in a rut is the exact same thing as being burnt out, although they can very much go hand in hand and a rut can easily lead to burnout or burnout can also lead to a rut. And also rut can be a burnout. Burnout can be a rut. You get the picture. However, it is important that the rut can lead to a lot worse things if you don't catch it, if you're not aware of it, and you don't know how to get yourself out of said rut. So on one hand, I don't think it's an awful thing either. I think when we get into this stuck or difficult, challenging place, the first thing that we think of is, crap, I'm here again. Like, no, why did this happen? I'm like mad at myself. But it's also a way to look at it as something that's out of place in your life. When you're in a rut, you're stuck because it's a sign from your body and your mind and your life that you're lacking in one area of your life. It's a sign that something needs to change. And when you start to look at it like that, I think it makes being in a rut a lot less scary because the truth is uh, I've never met somebody who has 
fully eradicated ruts out of their life. However, I think the difference between people that are able to continue to create success in their lives is that they're able to pick themselves back out of them. So it's not about avoiding them altogether because if you're living in this world, shit's going to happen and life's going to be hard and you're going to make one decision and then you're going to want to make another decision and then you're going to start doing these actions in your life and you're going to start this job and dating this person and then, you know, it's all going to happen. You're going to get into a rut. Sorry, (laughs) I wanted to just talk really fast for a second. Um, So you're not going to eradicate the rut. It's about getting through them as quick as possible. So again, when you're in a rut, it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's a good thing. I don't say yes, get into a rut as much as possible, but it is a great sign telling yourself, shaking yourself that you need to change something in your life. Um, There is this really great framework about the buckets of your life that I really like and I like to adhere to. And this is a a framework created by The Good Life. If you're interested, you can check them out at thegoodlife.com. And basically the three buckets are vitality, connection, and contribution. So vitality, that's all about yourself. How are you taking care of yourself? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you healthy? Are you exercising? Are you practicing mindfulness? Are you letting yourself get stressed out? How is your mental state? I mean, are you generally anxious? Are you feeling thoughts of depression? Are you happy? You'll get the idea. And this one, I feel like it's pretty easy to notice and reflect on. You kind of understand and know when you are feeling your best. And that's truly just like as a as a kind of analysis, as a rundown of your body and your general state of mind, how are you feeling? Are you taking care of yourself? You know when things are a little bit off or not off. So that's the first bucket. The second bucket is connection. This can be your relationships. And I I like to say your relationships as a whole. So this is your friendships. This is romantic relationships. This is your family relationships. Um, It's even platonic relationships such as co-workers or um, maybe community relationships like a sport, whatever it might be. So this is how are your relationships in your life? That's the second bucket. And the third bucket, and I am, I'm not going to say this is the most important. It's not. They're all three important. But contribution. How are you bringing your gifts into the world? How are you showing up into the world? The only reason I think that this is an important, a really important one, especially when it comes into being in a rut, is I feel like when we're really letting this bucket drop or not filling up this bucket, that's when we can easily get ourselves into a rut because that goes along the lines of if you're feeling fulfilled, right? When you're feeling fulfilled, that's when things start going great. When you're fulfilled, you work out, you take care of yourself, blah, blah, blah. But when you're not feeling fulfilled, it's really easy to then cut other buckets of your life. If I'm not feeling fulfilled, I have a tendency to want to just lay in bed all day and not talk to anybody, cut off my relationships. Um, So for me, I, I honestly think that when my contribution in life and my contribution to myself isn't very full, that's a very easy path for me to um, go into a rut. 
But again, you can see, and I'm sure as you've started to listen to these three buckets just now, you can probably reflect and see a little bit of, oh yeah, if I don't work out X amount of days a week, then I start feeling uh, low energy. And then when you're low energy, you don't want to hang out with your friends. And when you don't hang out with your friends, then you don't feel as fulfilled doing your work or you don't feel motivated to volunteer or whatever your contribution into the world is. So you, it's, it's a very easy domino effect when any one of these three buckets are not being filled. So I think this is a very easy framework to understand why ruts happen. And once you can identify why ruts happen, you can look backwards. So if today, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh crap, I, yeah, I'm in a rut. Or if you know, like you have a busy period of your life coming up, or if you have a big decision to make, um, or if you're just kind of generally feeling a little bit lackluster in life, think about these three buckets. That's probably why you are feeling in this rut state or some aspect of one of these buckets is not getting enough love. And this will help you rebalance and reshape your life. So that way, you know, you can adjust and correct. But again, it's not a perfect science all the time. You can't just say, yeah, I'm going to fill up my vitality bucket and then be good. Or yeah, I'm going to hang out with my friends this weekend, so I should be good. You know, there's other steps. There's a lot of other factors that go that are involved that will help you get out of a rut if you're currently in one. So it's good to know why they happen. But again, uh, just by knowing why isn't always going to help instantly get you out of one when you're already in one. That leads me to how do we actually get ourselves out of these ruts when you're feeling like it's already happened? You've, you kind of understand maybe the why or you don't understand the why, but at the end of the day, you're sitting and you're feeling confused. You're feeling just at a pause or an unknown in life. So what do you do? You, you're not going to stay there. Please don't stay there. I want you to acknowledge like, yeah, you're in a rut. It's okay. But you also have to acknowledge you don't want to stay there. It's not the best place to be, um, in my opinion, because if you're not living a fulfilling life, it's, I don't know, you know, you get the picture. So let's talk about some ways that I believe are going to help you get out of a rut. The first thing, the very, 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 very first thing I'm going to talk about is kindness, radical kindness to yourself. And I'm putting this as the freaking first step because I do this and I'm sure maybe you guys do too. I will beat myself up if my productivity, if my state of mind, if anything starts to deplete and I'm just like, shoot, I am a crap person. I am not getting all of these things done that I want to. And it just feels like shit, honestly. So that's not going to help you. Those are not progressive thoughts. So you need to be kind to yourself. Honestly, give yourself some empathy. Put your hand on your heart and say, okay, I'm in a rut, but this is only temporary. And I do have the tools and capability to get myself out of this rut. I am human. This will happen. And it's okay. It is okay. You are not a failure. You are not lazy. You are not a POS. (laughs) I feel like I'm telling you things about my internal diary. No, I'm kidding. But I'm serious. You need like, get, be kind to yourself. It doesn't matter all of the actions that you take here on out. If you're going to continue to beat yourself up, because that will just 
knock you down right back to the floor and keep you in that rut. So please, please just be kind. Like it's, it's okay. I get in ruts. You get in ruts. She gets in ruts. We all get in ruts. Okay. Um, the next thing you're going to do is actually just start taking action. And I say this because I always find, and there's actually proven science, science behind it, that the actions, just taking the actions will change how you feel. So you can't just wish yourself to feel better. It, it doesn't work like that. But when you take an action, those things will naturally allow you to feel better. So it doesn't matter even if you're feeling like crap, go for a walk, do some stretches, do some sun salutations. I highly recommend those. Even if you're not a yogi, those are, are truly extending all the points in the body that will make you scientifically feel better. Um, go to the beach or go to a body of water. Do uh, exercise class, go call a friend, just take actions, little actions that you know typically make you feel better. Bake something, go grab a meal, just take actions, take small little actions. They don't have to be huge, but just start doing some things that you know will make you feel better. Add them to your day. Don't think too much about it. Just start doing more of those things. Take a nap. It, it, like, it doesn't have to be all like productivity or this or that, but just do things little things that will make you feel better. The next thing that I like to do when I'm in a rut is plan tomorrow. When I'm in a rut, it doesn't really help me to be like, okay, I'm going to make this whole week really, really great because either what happens is that can be too overwhelming. Or then if my week's already crazy, I feel like it's not achievable or that it's just way too much weight that I'm projecting and hoping will work out when I, I, I barely am okay today. So plan tomorrow, plan something that's good for your vitality, something that will make you feel good, plan something that is good for connection, call a friend. It doesn't have to be huge. Maybe if you can make plans with a friend, do that. Um, send a nice email to somebody that you were thankful for them plan it, plan it out for tomorrow, do it for tomorrow, plan it out, make sure it's on your calendar, however you like to stay organized, plan something about your contribution. So maybe it's at work, maybe it's a couple things that you want to get done in your personal endeavors. Maybe it's um, a course or a YouTube video or a podcast that you want to listen to that will make you feel empowered. So plan out those things for tomorrow Block out your time so it's not too overwhelming. Don't make it crazy, but just plan tomorrow. Again, I find that when you can take it day by day when you're in a rut, it's so much easier. Like, yes, I can do that. I don't feel like I can plan out the next two weeks, but you don't have to. I mean, you you might <laughs> you might have to plan out a couple of things here and there. I am a busy person too, so I get it. I, I don't want to be unrealistic and say, you just don't think about the future at all. Um, but when you're in a rut, plan for tomorrow. And that's all you need to do. You're capable of doing that. Next one, reflect. Reflection. I, I really like this because once you know the root of the problem, it kind of lets you just take off the weight from your shoulders. It, it's all about closure in a way. Like think about it Nobody likes to get ghosted or nobody likes breakups because we want to know every single reason about why things 
went down the way they are. And again, I'm not in, in those cases, it's a lot different. But in this case, you can get that closure for yourself. Reflect, find, okay, what, what, what was I doing over the last seven days or 30 days that made me not feel the best about myself, that made my state of mind kind of deplete? And then it's obvious. You're like, yeah, well, no shit. I was eating um, take fast food for six out of seven days a week. Probably going to make you feel worse or I wasn't getting enough sleep. Connection. Yeah, I wasn't prioritizing these relationships. Contribution. I said I was going to start painting more and I didn't. Whatever your contribution is, right? And then it's kind of like a, oh yeah, that makes sense. Duh, no wonder that I'm feeling this way. So I like to do that because it also allows you to, again, forgive yourself and just get back out of the rut. Um, the next thing is all about priorities. When you're in a rut, it can feel like you're just a lazy person. And when you're feeling in this lazy mode, it it, it doesn't matter. It, even if you have time, even if you've had, you know, what, six hours at night that you just completely, I'm not, I'm not saying wasted, but you just, you're like completely zoned out, not doing anything, scrolling mindlessly, which again, isn't bad, but um, you're not going to be capable to be honest of filling up those six hours with a hundred new things just like that. That's not how getting out of a rut works. You're just going to overwhelm yourself and it's going to feel way too much, way too soon. So prioritize what are the top three things? What is the hardest thing that you need to get done? Or what is maybe what the most important thing? What's going to make you feel the best? So prioritize. You don't have to start doing everything just because you feel like you're lazy and that you're going to prove to yourself that you're really not lazy. No, you don't need to do that right now. Like be lazy for five hours and then for one hour, do something that's going to be in your priority. The next thing, and I am guilty of this sometimes, <laughs> is committing to not procrastinating. When you are in a rut, it's so easy to just say, okay, well then fine. I will think about this. I'll do this tomorrow. I will do that again um, when I'm feeling better. No, when you are in a rut, the best thing that you can do for yourself is be aware of when you start your procrastinating. So if I am in a rut and I am laying on my couch, I'm letting these bad thoughts get to my head because I know that I need to take out the trash. And I'm like, well, let me just take a 30 minute nap for no, no, just go take out the trash. It's a really, it's such an easy thing to do. And I find when I am able to just get myself out of these little procrastination hiccups, I feel so much better about it because it's a small, easy task. And I'm catching myself um, in these moments where I'm like, yeah, I proved to myself that I could just take out the trash right then and there. If I don't also, okay, it's not the end of the world, but just make, make that commitment, say it out loud. I'm going to commit to not procrastinating. If you fumble the bag here and there, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're just get in the habit of telling yourself like, I'm going to be the person that doesn't procrastinate and just keep replaying that to yourself. Take the actions until eventually you're doing all of these productive, wonderful things. You're taking out the trash the second it gets filled. Whatever your award-winning um, non-procrastination trick is, you get it. I also think with this one, it helps to call a friend or talk about it with somebody that 
you know, even if you guys don't normally talk about this, like sometimes to my friends, I will just be in a conversation and I will just say things out loud and I don't even expect them to respond. Like, yeah, this week I really want to get better at, um, uh, going to the gym at six before my work. What, like, it doesn't even have to be a real conversation. Just say those things, like say it as easy as peasy and, once you say it out loud, once you talk to a friend about it, and maybe they might also be in the same spot. And there you go. Now you have a motivation buddy. Now you have somebody who's going to help hold you accountable. But otherwise, just talk about it. If you don't have anyone you feel like you can talk to about it, write it down. But it's important to um, get, start to get out of that mindset of just allowing yourself the procrastination to extend because, again, that's going to just keep you in this big old rut. Uh, the next thing I want to advise on how to get out of a rut is your space, your environment. It is for a lot of us, a no brainer when your environment feels good, you're going to feel good. I mean, no wonder when you go into a hotel room for the first time, it's just the best feeling. You look at the bed, you want to just lay right down. It's the whole experience. You're on vacation. Versus at the very last day of vacation when the room might be a mess and you have to pack up everything, that doesn't feel great. So if you're going to set your space up to feeling its best, looking its best, you're naturally going to feel better. I also like to declutter things. I'll just go through a drawer. Just pick one drawer. If you're not very great at decluttering, it's a, this practice of accomplishing something and getting that serotonin from completing the goal. So it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to go through a whole big old process or pro project. You don't have to go through your whole apartment or house or space. You just have to start so small and you're going to get that same effect. I'm sure every single one of us, including myself, I'm actually looking at one right now. <laughs> oh gosh. Has a folder with just files, papers. I don't know of what stuff you can absolutely get rid of. Go through that go through that tomorrow. And that's probably only going to take you 20 minutes, but you're going to feel accomplished. You're going to feel a lot better about yourself. And you're going to feel that re-motivation that you can take on anything else that's in your way. The next tip I have on getting out of a rut um, is just getting back into your creativity. I think that all of us let this go when we are in a rut and also when we're not in a rut, we kind of bypass creativity because we're not always thinking about it, depending on your interests and your hobbies. But I find if you can pick up something that's in the arts aspect, I mean, you don't have to be an artist. You don't have to draw. There's so many things that are encapsulated, encapsulated, encapsulated in creativity. You just start to feel like you see the world a little bit brighter, if that makes sense. Um, I love reading romance, fantasy books with a little, you know, uh, sci-fi twist or whatever. And so when I read a book like that, oh my gosh, my mind just, it, it, it gets sucked in. I love the feeling. I feel like I can also kind of look outside of the world with a little more romanticism. And I think it's just all goes back to like, we, we need that. Our minds are meant to kind of feel innocent and 
um, explorative and filled with creativity that's earning for that side, that itch of it. So I really urge you to tap into things that can help you be creative. This can be as simple as watching the sunset, like romanticize the heck out of watching the sunset. It's so beautiful. Can we talk about the sunset for a minute? Like, I just, I am so astounded every day when the sun sets and you can see the clouds start changing colors. It doesn't all, always get the same picture. And that's also part of the beauty about a sunset, right? I mean, just think about the last sunset that you watched and you're like, wow, this is the, the world. How beautiful is that? Okay. I don't know if I just am going on about sunset and not really making a point here. Although um, tapping into the creativity itself isn't going to necessarily be the only driving factor to pull you out of this rut, but it will make you feel a little bit lighter, a little bit more joyous in life, feeling a little bit more fulfilled um, and just a little bit more eager to get back out there and get be your best self again. I know it has that effect for me, so I believe it will have the same effect for you. Um the last thing I'm going to say is to disconnect when you're in a rut. And it doesn't have to be big. Uh, I am awful with screen time. I know it's an ongoing pro, uh, excuse me, um, not, I wouldn't say issue, but it's something that I do want to continue to work on. So it's something I've implemented and it may not sound that grandiose. It's not that groundbreaking in a, in a way it's, you know what? No, I'm not going to put it down though, because for me, this was a really big step and I noticed it made a difference and it's achievable. I'm able to do this without feeling way overwhelmed. So again, that's what you're looking for in all these steps is doing actions that are not going to fully make you feel like you just want to lay back on the floor. Anyways, what I do one day a week, I shut off my phone at 7 PM. I set a different alarm with a with my a desktop alarm. And that's it for the night. I read, I don't look at my phone. Um, if there is somebody I'm texting, I'll just say like, I'll let them know if like, it's an important conversation. But otherwise, guys, for the most part, like no one needs to reach you for one night a week. And I really like this because it's just one night a week, all of us can do that. And I find the benefits are huge, because then I'm able to go off and like be without a phone. It, it's actually, I, I don't even limit myself to television so I can still watch television, but I'm being fully mindful in the moment. I'm not checking things. I can fully do my bedtime routine. And I do notice the day after I do this at night, I feel less inclined to check my phone and to be on my phone and a little bit more disconnected. So I'm not, and nor will I likely ever be the person to fully be able to disconnect from my phone all the way. I really do enjoy being connected. However, I do recognize the importance of disconnecting and, and being mindful of yourself, getting back in tune with yourself while you can. So it is really easy when you're in a rut, especially to want to just fill every single thought with social media and the internet and like every other possible distraction. But I do think it's a harder but important step to make intentional time to disconnect from everything, 
get back to your core, whatever that means. You can do any, basically of any of the other steps that I listed above, but you're still being disconnected from kind of the world and, and focusing on you, focusing kind of on getting back to this place that you know you can be back into. Those are all my tips for getting out of a rut. That helped me get out of a rut. Um, if you're in a rut right now, I really hope that you can take some of these and apply it to your day. And I hope that they help. I think what's important about all of this and one of the big takeaways that I want to get out from this is that there's nothing wrong with you if and when you are in a rut. It happens to everyone. It will continue to happen. You are not a bad person. But now that you're able to see in this moment that I am capable of getting out of a rut, the next time it happens, it won't be as scary. You know what to do. You have a plan. You're going to be kind to yourself. You're going to think about those three buckets, vitality, connection, and contribution. And you're going to be okay. You are going to be okay. You heard it here first, folks. You're going to be a-okay. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at Hush and Be Bold on Instagram, as well as Jenna Hushka. I'm always open to taking your questions or feedback. Um, Thank you again for the support. If you liked today's episode, please please leave a comment and review. It would mean the world for me. And remember to be bold this week. Go out there, live your best bold lives, live a little bit more boldly this week because that's what it's about. And I will see you next time. Bye.